0: Welcome to Bathing with God. Listener Mailbag. Listener Mailbag. Hey Quad. Hey what? We have another listener question. Yes, I know. This one comes from Tom. Um, I know that too. Tom says, Hey Glenn, I've heard you talk recently about the mind that the only thing that controls or affects you is whatever you allow to control or affect you. That your mind is like an ultimate filter for any negativity or manipulation or anything like that. And then you turn around and start defending religion when it clearly has a net negative impact on people's minds, turning them into bigots, homophobes, making them easily susceptible to manipulation. I often think we should just burn religion down but you seem to be defending it a lot lately, and I just can't tell where your head is at. So, what gives? I would say, thank you for all you're doing, keep up the good work, but seriously, what gives, Tom? All right, thanks, Tom. So, Quad, what do you think? What do I think about what? Uh, What do you think about Tom's question? I think it's cute. Cute, huh? I'm sure Tom's gonna love that. So what do you think is so cute about it?
1: It's cute that he uses a three-syllable word like religion to reduce a very intricate, deeply ingrained, shared human expression of deep devotion into a simple to dismiss three-syllable word like religion.
0: Uh-huh. C- come again?
1: I don't think Tom knows what he means when he uses the word religion.
0: Okay, easy, Quad. I think Tom knows exactly what he means when he uses the word religion. That's very kind of
1: you, but trust me, he doesn't.
0: Oh really? And can you prove that? Sure,
1: but it will take some time. First, ask him to define what he means by religion. Ask him to come up with a set of common characteristics that differentiates religion from something that is not religion. Then. Take those common characteristics and apply them to everything that you think of as a religion and see if it sticks.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work,
1: and most people are simply not interested in doing it. They would much rather just think that religion is whatever they think that it is. It's Christianity, or Judaism, or Islam, or Scientology, or Mormonism, or Hinduism, or Buddhism, or Shintoism, or Taoism, or Confucianism, or Animism, or any of the many flavors of New Age Spiritualism, and so on, and so on. There are so many religious organizations. But if you take the time to find the common thread in all of them, what are those common threads?
0: Are you asking me? I am. Well. For starters, they all believe in some kind of god. Are you sure about that? Who
1: is the god of Taoism, or Confucianism, or Buddhism, or Shintoism?
0: Shinto believes in many
1: gods. Shinto believes in the aliveness of nature, which is represented through symbols of many gods. But the Japanese understand that these gods are just symbols. It is not the same kind of god that you are used to.
0: Okay. Fine. Well, they all make certain claims about the nature of reality. They all have devoted followers about those claims.
1: Rational atheists with a materialist worldview also have certain beliefs about the nature of reality. They also have devoted followers of those creeds. Do you consider atheism a religion?
0: No, of course not. Atheism is the opposite of religion. It is a without theism. belief in a god or gods as the creator of the universe it's not religion by that reasoning
1: is taoism confucianism buddhism and shintoism also not religions they don't require belief in gods
0: but those are religions i mean everybody understands that those are religions and atheism is not why because that's just the world that we live in quad
1: or because that is the story that you've been told about the world that you live in, and that is the story that you are believing. But it's not a story that you have put much critical thought towards. Maybe you think of religion in the same way that you think of a school or a bank or a government, that it is an organization with a hierarchy of responsible leaders, or maybe irresponsible leaders, who teach certain ways of seeing the world and insist that their followers follow those certain ways of seeing the world. And if the school is teaching false information, or the bank is cheating you out of your money, or the government is exploiting its people and restricting their freedoms, then you should tear those organizations down and start over with a better organization. But religion at its heart is not like that. Religion is a personal human expression and experience of devotion. Religion is the expression of awe, of wonder, of deep gratitude for the mysterious forces of the universe that created all of those things that you are in awe about. Religious organizations offer symbolic explanations of this universal mystery by filling in the gaps with stories, beliefs, customs, etc, etc. Religious organizations offer a sense of certainty in an uncertain world. And the members of these religious organizations all too often ignore the fact that they are being fed symbols. They think that the symbols are the actual thing that the symbols are there to symbolize. They then attach a sense of security and a sense of identity to those symbols. Then, when the symbols are shown to be creations, fictions, not the way that things really are in nature, just the stories that we make up to express our devotion to the mysteries of nature? Well, that attachment to these fictions triggers the fight-or-flight response in your brains. All because of an attachment to fictions. When the fiction is challenged, you feel that you are being challenged and threatened as well. That is what you dislike about religion. You dislike that religion seems to attach people to fictions. You dislike that people go to war against each other because of fictions. That is what you want removed from society. But you cannot remove it from society. You can only remove it from yourself. You can only do the work that it takes to become aware of your fictions. You can only do the work that it takes to detach from your fictions. You can only do the work that it takes for you to not feel threatened when your cherished fictions are challenged or attacked. And one of your cherished fictions is that religion causes harm. One of your fictions is that religion is anything more than a symbol for something that you truly do not understand. But perhaps the biggest fiction you hold on to is that the way you feel is caused by other people. Perhaps the biggest fiction you hold on to is that other people are creating your perception of the world. But that is not reality. It is you that is creating your perception of the world. That is your mind. Your mind is not like an ultimate filter for any negativity or manipulation or anything like that. Your mind is every single thread of your lived experience. Think of it this way. A blind man, a deaf man, and two women who can both see and hear all attend a basketball game. The four of them all sit side by side in the same place surrounded by the same objective reality. Are each of them having the same experience of that objective reality? The blind man hears the sounds, smells the popcorn, feels the momentary surges of both excitement and disappointment in the crowd, but does not see the action. The deaf man sees the action, smells the popcorn, feels the momentary surges of both excitement and disappointment in the crowd, but cannot hear the sounds. The first woman loves basketball. It reminds her of her fun-loving brothers and her teammates from her high school basketball team. She also sees the action, smells the popcorn, feels the momentary surges of both excitement and disappointment in the crowd, but is completely unaware of the experience of her friends. The second woman hates basketball. It reminds her of her teasing brothers and her unkind schoolmates from her high school days. She also sees the action, smells the popcorn, feels the momentary surges of both excitement and disappointment in the crowd, But she hates all of it. She would honestly rather just not be there. She also secretly starts resenting her friends for bringing her here in the first place. Do you understand that each person is only experiencing their own mind? You carry around on your shoulders a brain filled with billions of neural pathways. These are information highways. You have a system of neural pathways that create your experience of sight. Those do not exist for the blind man, they were never developed. You have a system of neural pathways that create your experience of sound. Those do not exist for the deaf man, they were never developed. You have a system of neural pathways that create your experience of memory and imagination. Those things that remind you of past experiences, that remind you of what you like and don't like, of what you want more of and what you want less of. You have a system of neural pathways for every single way you experience the world. You are really only ever experiencing the output of these neural pathways. You are really only ever experiencing your mind. And you have a small degree of control over the shape, form and output of those neural pathways. The vast majority of your neural pathways are subconscious, of course, but you can strengthen your sense of awareness, of focus, of reasoning, of critical thinking, of creativity. You have a small degree of control over what to do with your body's responses and urges. Remember the first time when you were in bed with someone who you were really attracted to? Do you remember that feeling? Do you remember the output of your neural pathways? the millions of years of biological evolution creating sensations and urges in your body? Did you act on them? Or did you suppress that feeling? Did you fully act on them? Or did you just sort of push the limits to a certain point? That was your body sending you a message. Your nervous system, your subconscious mind bringing a message to your awareness. Your subconscious mind talks to you through your feelings. It was very obvious right then in that moment what your body was saying. Reproduce. Create life. We will reward you for doing it. Give in to these feelings. Your body is always communicating to you. But you get to choose what you do about that. You got to choose how to act on those feelings, remember? It may not have been the right time to make a baby, to bring another life into this world. It may not have been the right person. Or circumstance you may have exercised some restraint you always have some degree of choice on how to respond to your neural pathways and that response then impacts those neural pathways it impacts what becomes a habit it impacts what dries up and goes away you shape the architecture of your mind the way that a landscaper shapes a garden you paint your reality with brush strokes on the fabric of reality the fabric of neural pathways these energetic networks of communication highways inside of your mind you shape them you weave them together to a small degree in a way that adds delicious unpredictable flavor to consciousness to the perceived experience of existence and consciousness always emerges through a system of channels think of it as a multi-layered russian doll multi-dimensional system of interweaving energy streams perhaps not unlike the circulatory system in your bodies the blood flows through to nourish the cells that make up your muscles and skin each one of those things can be broken down into something smaller which is also the result of a system of interweaving energy streams deep within each cell like russian dolls a network of molecules deep within each molecule like a Russian doll system, a network of atoms. Deep within each atom, a network of subatomic energy. Each channel a vein of life, penetrating down, 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 to the quantum energy consciousness that flows through all things. A multidimensional system of interweaving energy streams. That energy is creating conditions all around you right now that provide you this conscious experience. It is the air that you are breathing. It is the blood in your veins. It is the sun in the sky. It is the earth beneath your feet. It is every neural pathway in your mind. It is every mirror neuron. That energy is all of it, flowing through a multidimensional system of interweaving energy streams, an inward spiral towards nothingness, no beginning, no end. Only multiple layers of this energy in different forms, in different symbolic expressions of itself through which it flows in all directions at all times, experiencing each unique perspective point in all forms of existence at all times. You are one of these unique perspective points. And you have the privilege of shaping some of these experiences not only for yourself, but for others and inescapably, unavoidably, for consciousness itself, for that thing that you think of as the sea of quantum energy that is everything in existence, for that thing that you claim to be bathing in, that thing that some call God. You are an artist for God. You create conscious and unconscious thoughts and emotions that impact your behavior and the behavior of others in this world. And the thing that you create, is the architecture of your mind, along with all of the outputs and experiences that mind yields. You are aware of a sliver of this, what you call your conscious mind. You are unaware of all the rest of it, the subconscious networks within your own nervous system, the mirror neuron network that connects you to all other members of your species, that acts as an invisible grid, connecting all human subconscious minds to each other. You are a creator within this framework of existence. You weave neural pathways into rich tapestries, the fabric of your life experience, the fabric of your mind, your experience of life. It is your art. It is your performance. You are a mind sculptor all of the time whether you are aware of it or not. It is something that you do quite without realizing it to feed the quantum energy that makes you. The thing you do to entertain this eternal energy that loves experiencing every possible thing there is to experience from the position of an atom to a molecule to a cell to your mind and beyond which includes of course the unique perspective that is you and your life experience. Your mind is what you offer upon the altar before God. No offering is ever rejected. No offering is ever unacceptable, no matter how much of a hell you create for yourself and for others as a result of the way that you structure your mind. Source energy loves and experiences it all, including you, including all of your cells, molecules. And every single one of the other infinite perspective points of conscious experience within this multi layered Russian doll, multi dimensional system of interweaving energy streams. And so, dear mind sculptor, what will you create? Will it be anger, hatred, jealousy, peace, serenity, shame, worry, anxiety? Fear? Guilt? Pride? Love? Resentment? Joy? You create all of them, don't you? And many more. Whether you are aiming them at the fictional symbol that you created that you call religion, or reality, or that person who always triggers you. You create the symbols and you hold them in your mind. Are they the creations that you want to create? Do you love what you create? Cause we do. We love watching and experiencing what you create. Much of it is a subconscious creation, but sometimes it is conscious. Sometimes you are aware. Sometimes you get to choose. Is right now one of those times when you are aware of the neural pathways in your own mind? If so, what do you want to create right now? So,
0: Tom, be confused no more. This is where my head is at. How about you? Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website BathingWithGod.com And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love. And give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Osland, at bathingwithgod@gmail.com. At I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to
1: Bathing, Bathing with, with
0: God. God.